Uh, hallelujah, that's true. I appreciate the truth only when it's convenient to me. Don't say anything uncomfortable that might actually prick my heart. Don't want to really change. Because I'm good in my own eyes. Only want to grow in places I'm comfortable in growing. <laughs> but it's the areas we're uncomfortable that we need growth the most. Areas of humility, areas of virginity, areas of wisdom, righteousness, areas of revelation. You can sum up every area that you grow in as inside divine love because you're taught of God. And God's inside every man and woman and child in the world. Do you know that? God is inside the animals. God's inside the clouds. God's inside the rocks. Even the rocks cry out. God's inside the blood. The blood speaks. Oh, that's what the Bible says. God's inside the waters. The waters speak. The voice of many waters. The clouds spoke on top of the mountain. God's inside the cloud. God's inside the stars. God's inside the planets. God's inside the moons. It actually says he's in the moon. The moon praises him. That's in Psalms 19. So God's omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. Our problem is, is we haven't sacrificed ourselves to tap into his fullness. We're not really sure yet. We're not really persuaded and convinced. So we're still a little paranoid, which means fearful. That's why there's still a little punishment in our lives, and our lives are not completely perfect in every direction, north, south, east, and west, and all three tear fountains of the heavens and the sky and the earth. They will be. They will be as you drink. One thing I've noticed that the deeper, the more sophisticated and complicated, the multifaceted wisdom diamond soul of God the Father I get into, the more childlike and innocent. The more childlike and innocent. This is why the high priest is a young child. It's true, the eternal high priest, Jesus Christ, is called in the book of Acts. They're healing people in the name of the holy child, Jesus. And a little child shall lead them. The leader of every living thing in the universe and in the third heaven is the child Jesus. So divine leadership in God's eyes is how childlike you are, how innocent and pure you are. I tell you the truth, perfect leadership is like a 12-year-old in bar mitzvah and continual celebration of his father. People say, oh, we're going to get real mature. Oh, I'm sure we're going to grow in wisdom. I'm sure we're going to grow in fruitfulness. But we're never going to lose our childlikeness. We're never going to lose our innocence. I'm not trying to become some 75-year-old respectable gray head around here just so the natural realm can equate that to wisdom so that you look mature. We don't care about looks. The Father doesn't look old. He's eternal life. Jesus doesn't look old. Nobody in heaven looks old. They all look young. The younger you look, usually the more mature you are in the glory because you've kept your virginity and humility and your innocence. You're going to start to look at 85-year-olds that are so pure in heart, so pure in their emotions and their thoughts and their brains and their will is so sacrificed to Jesus Christ that their bone marrow will keep producing the glory of God and will renew their youth like the eagle continuously. The life is in the blood. The blood's produced in the bones. Jesus Christ is our bones. Jesus Christ is our 
bone marrow. It's written in Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is Jesus that separates bone from marrow. Why? So that you can never die. So you can overcome death. And what is death? The last curse to be swallowed up in victory? How is the last curse swallowed up? It's actually in the Bible. It's in the Bible in such a mysterious way that you have to be a little child in the river, taught of God, and it takes many prophets. It takes the whole prophetic company of maturity in the world to come together. It really does. I mean, it doesn't take 400, but it does take like 12 prophets and apostles. It really does. To have the full revelation of the hour, it does take a number of prophets and apostles. Nobody can come to these levels of government and power and rulership alone. The Father would never allow it ever, 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 ever. I mean, even David in the Old Testament had Nathan. You know what I mean? He had Samuel and then he had Nathan. It's like, you need accountability, buddy. Seriously, you're going to get out of control. And so it's wonderful and the fellowship is so sweet. The comradeship is wonderful amongst these mature ones that are the most childlike, the most innocent, the most virgin, and the most humble. And humility is a drink. Virginity is a drink. It's not something you can do in your brain. No one can do this in the flesh, otherwise warlocks would have already done it. But I see one son of God come around like Elijah that knows how to drink in the river, and it's like that one son can take out 950 prophets of Asherah, Baal, and Jezebel. And there's no contest. And the one son that has a company of sons, you know, he's not alone. He's just out for a stroll one day and encountered the whole kingdom of hell against him. Eh, whatever. Have a drink. Call down fire from heaven. Burn them all up. They're all destroyed. So easy. That's how it really works. That's how it is when you get mature. You get so childlike. You get so confident because you're so virginized. You're so humble. You know how to drink. There's such a gush of the glory of God that the kingdom of hell doesn't really do anything to you anymore. You do everything to it. When you get fortified in the springs of the waters of the life that the great shepherd leads you to, Revelation 7, 17, and you actually drink from the waters, you're not just sitting there wondering if it's God. Oh, I don't know about these living waters. Seems like new age to me. Where's Mercury in the Bible? Oh, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1. My God, what's wrong with us? <laughs> People are crazy. It's because religion is the sin of madness. And it actually keeps you from just having the spirit of a sound mind by being paranoid and fearful about everything you don't understand. It's pure de-evolution. It's totally Neanderthal. There's a barbaric nature in the religious spirit to keep a person deaf and dumb. You notice that? There's no wisdom in it. It's pure death. It's actually de-evolution, and it's the Neanderthal spirit. It keeps them stuck in the brain, not exploring anything new, so that there's no life flowing through the mind. And their thoughts are all barbaric. They've never brought one original thing in their entire life. It's just like a brain-dead army of zombie, zombies hypnotized by the fallen angels. Don't think for yourself. No creativity. No color. Don't bring anything new. Just stay in a little cage and be a good little slave in Babylon the Great. And be force-fed from all the wicked on the top. Here's who your Christian leader has to be. Pope Francis. You know, here's, here's who your media leaders have to be. Harvey Weinstein. Here's, how, here's what you need to listen to. Here's your news source, your CNN. 
here's what you have to think, but don't ever think for yourselves. Don't ever bring anything new to the table. They'll kill you. Your creativity is dangerous to Satan and his angels. It's true. Good. My God, that's what the living water is. The living water is all the Creator's power flowing through your spirit, through your heart, your emotions, through your brain, your thoughts, through your spine, your will, and through your bones and blood, the newness of life. And the life is in the blood. So through the bones and the blood and your whole being sacrificed as a living sacrifice to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we use the temple to create a new world where righteousness dwells. Amen? And if they don't like it, they don't like life. Are the people that dislike life allowed to even be in this universe? Not according to my Bible. Not according to my Bible. People that don't like life and color have yoked themselves to the kingdom of hell and the Bible says they'll be removed like the days of Noah. They're gonna. People that have been given a million chances to repent, how many more people, and I see this, and there comes a point where a person hardens their heart unto death. And, and some of you have been so bent on saving others that you've just completely wasted years of your life focused on other people that have never obeyed God. Stop it. You are not responsible for anyone, including your spouses or your children, once they reach the age of accountability. You do your best to the Holy Spirit, to God the Father, and you get that yoke off of you. That is not your burden to bear. It belongs to Jesus. Don't steal Jesus' yoke and put that anxiety on you. That's not... I've seen it destroy people's lives. I've seen it destroy husbands and wives trying to do every... Listen, I haven't tried to save Penny. She hasn't been trying to save me. We're just growing in intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit inside our own temples. And our marriage has never been stronger. You cannot force people into the, into the living water. All you can do is drink yourself and let your cup overflow. Then the animals, which is all these wicked sinners and their stubborn, disobedient wills, will come to the waters and maybe drink, maybe not. But you can't, you got to get it off of you. You need to stop worrying about other people. Stop trying to force people to do the right thing. Jesus never forced anybody to do the right thing. If they didn't want to, he didn't even care. He didn't even, he was like, let the dead bury the dead. It was offensive to their stubborn will of religion that he did not force his goodness on people that didn't want it. He just let them go the wide path of destruction, whatever, you know? That's really his attitude in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And that is perfect wisdom and that is perfect love. So you don't waste your lives on people that are never going to change or bear fruit. It's very important. I have seen so many people. I have watched spouses waste 30 years of their life, and instead of bearing fruit and intimacy with Jesus, they just get frustrated that their spouse never bears fruit. And they could be manifesting sons of God now, raining the heavens down from the sky if they weren't distracted by others. That's why Scripture says, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. 
Your faith. You're not accountable for anyone else's faith. Somebody needs to hear that because they're wasting their life trying to fix people that don't want to be fixed. You cannot bend people's backs. The days of Noah, only the people that drink the waters and come into the water temple of Ezekiel 47 are saved. Now, there's years. Listen, there are years. We can speed up this time and make it months, so we're not just limited to seven years. We're the masters of time, meaning you can't just rebel the next six years and hop on Noah's Ark in the seventh year. It might be four years. It might be four weeks. We are removing time. We have the seven stars in our right hand and the twelve stars on our crown already. We're already in the year 2020. We've pulled it into 2019. We are operating at a celestial level of divinity that people are freaked out about. It's true. We've been developing it in intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's ability for years. And it's not a matter of you maturing to understanding it. It's a matter of you drinking to get involved with the living waters and coming out of the curse of the fall. Because the only thing that can mature you into the seven stars and the twelve stars of Revelation is drinking the good shepherd's living waters and coming out of the natural into the supernatural. Coming out of religion into freedom and abundant life. It's all about the river. There's nothing in the book of Revelation that can save you except the waters. The good shepherd leads you to the springs of the waters of life and he'll wipe every tear from your eyes. Do you want to be saved? Do you want to be healed? Do you want all your sorrow to flee away? Most people initially cling on to their wounds and they're not so sure they want to be healed because they've used their wounds to manipulate others. You see it every single day. It's it's the sickest thing, but it's reality. There's very few people that are actually diving all into full healing. Most people cling to woundedness and use it as something deep inside them to manipulate others. I've had it so hard. We all have done it. It's called pride. I'm wounded. I have the right to hurt myself and hurt you. That's why I'm not going to drink that much living water. I'm going to stay a little sick so I can manipulate the situation because I'm sick. It's sorcery, it's wickedness, it's dark magic. It has to go. You get healed of it by realizing, I need healing. And the healing is in the waters, and the waters will heal your root system. So there's no poison in you. Poison in you is selfishness and the demented thought life of demons of what they do to manipulate others. It's all witchcraft. Dark witchcraft is presented on a table before you every day on earth. There's hundreds of millions of demons that want to live inside your bodies and find rest in you because you're the only ones that have access to God the Father. There's nowhere else in the universe, in any galaxy, that there is an access to God the Father except through human beings and every demon in this fallen world, the highest thing they desire is to find rest inside the bodies of human beings. That's why you'll find 6,000 demons inside the Gadarene demoniac. That was the closest thing to living in heaven that they could remember before they fell. And so they're wanting to live inside your bodies. But unless you understand how it works and how you don't allow them access by living through the sin in your life, which is all idolatry and immorality. Sin is so simple. This whole thing is so 12-year-old level of words Sin and what the demons use to access to live inside your bodies 
to find rest by the waters that are inside you, which is the image of God that every human being is created in. Their spirit, your human spirit, has God in it. That doesn't mean your mind believes in it. You can forfeit your whole human spirit to Satan and his angels and go to hell. That's what most people have done. Why does the path to destruction? Many find it. Few find the path of the narrowness. Few go through the eye of the needle. Few sacrifice all the sins that are in the world through the soul, through their five natural senses, to live out of the glory in their spirit, out of the gush of God in their spirit, out of the river of life in their spirit. But those who find God the Father in their spirit have all things added unto them. And that's the season we're in now, where now there is not even any wages of, of any kind of pleasure for serving wickedness. Satan now is just full lies. There's no backing of seven stars. There's no backing of time. There's no backing of the constellations. There's no backing of the dark arts and the occult. There's no rewards to serving sin, demons, wickedness, sorcery whatsoever anymore. It's just all foolishness ripping yourself off from drinking the living waters and actually having rewards that you don't deserve by the grace of the Lord Jesus. The whole kingdom of hell will be exposed as absolute worthless garbage this season. There is nothing there. There is nothing there in lust, lust of the eyes. There's nothing there in the, the lust of the flesh. There's nothing there in the pride of possessions and the pride of life. There is all, it's all vanity, like it says in Ecclesiastes. It's all chasing after the wind. It's all worthless. What does it gain? What does a prophet of man to gain the world yet forfeit his own soul? That will become so apparent to people, to sinners, that they'll actually come into the water temple by drinking the waters of life from the good shepherd that'll be fully formed in many people now. Many people will mature by drinking the waters of life and will have the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit burning through their spirit, soul, and bodies and through their flesh and blood so that people come around the manifesting sons of God this season and they'll feel the fullness of God and they'll want it. We are called this season to demonstrate the fullness of the Trinity to the nations so that no one is ever again ripped off by religion, idolatry, or by rebellion, immorality. Because the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Eternal life means no longer bound in the curse, no longer bound in death, no longer bound under the solar or lunar calendar. Sin keeps you bound under the solar and lunar calendar. You have to divorce the seconds, divorce the minutes, divorce the days that are evil, divorce the weeks, and divorce the months. You need to divorce time and come into the gift of eternal life outside of time, living in your soul, in your spirit, and your body above the sun and above the moon, as it is written, and the sun and the moon shall no longer harm them. Amen? The solar and lunar calendar time shall no longer harm them. They have overcome death. This is the beginning stages. These revelations mixed with all these living waters and all these angel armies of the overcoming of death in humanity. It's already at hand. And it's fun. And it's childlike and it's free. It's not like this complicated combination lock. It's like, have a drink. Do the dead man's float. Sacrifice your education system. That's the main stumbling block is pride. 
because lustful people enter the kingdom so much more easily than prideful people because the sick know they need a doctor, but the proud and the self-righteous are like, I'm healthy. It's true. You are so much better off being a crazy harlot like Mary Magdalene, you know, the prostitutes, Jesus Christ said, are entering the kingdom ahead of the Pharisees. They were so freaked out because they didn't think they needed to change. They thought their theology and doctrine was so correct. That's why it's the craziest thing in the charismatic church to go through all these prophetic schools, all these apostolic schools, have all this revelation, and still not even walk in 1% of available sonship and be a bunch of prideful know-it-alls. Really, the charismatic church is one of the biggest stumbling blocks. Most of the stuff out there, you're going to have to relearn in sonship in Ezekiel's water temple. You have one teacher, and he is Christ. I listen to a lot of these people that you look up to in the charismatic church that talk about glory, that talk about all kinds of prophetic stuff, and it's just not even right. It's just so far off, it's sick. And that's why there's so few that are actually in the real Ezekiel 47 third temple that we're called to assemble. Well, it's going to be cleaned up with living water. It's going to be cleaned up with rain. The rain will clean it up. If you've been confused, there is a time coming so quickly where you can't be confused even if you want to be. I'm talking about crystal clear mental clarity through the crystals of your brains and your skulls and your minds raining from the heavens, cleansing the solar system with the seven stars, cleansing time with the 12 stars, that you couldn't be confused. Listen, they'll want to be confused because the reality would be too much for them. I can't believe I murdered the Son of God every day in the charismatic church. That kind of reality is going to smack people. Pastors and that speak in tongues that operate in the gifts of the Spirit are going to realize that they've been fighting the Lord Jesus as workers of iniquity their entire charismatic Christian lives. They've been doing all kinds of missions trips, all kinds of works, raising millions of dollars and blowing it on sandcastles. And their sandcastles will be revealed as iniquity this season. This is severe days of Noah judgment, but it's a perfect, pure, righteous judgment of the living waters. Who would be an enemy of Ezekiel 47 except those that haven't built it by drinking it? That's what it boils down to. Because they have not drunk it and built it, they realize they're disqualified from being actual leaders in it because they've been doing their own thing outside of God's word and God's will and God's Spirit. They've walked in a measure of it because you can take the living waters outside the temple, do your own thing, and there'll be some anointing on it. That's why Jesus said, you did signs, miracles, and wonders in my name, but I didn't know you because it wasn't inside the house of God the Father. It wasn't inside the last day temple of Ezekiel 47. It was outside the temple and it was still you, your name, your empire, your ministry, your organization, all this stuff that had the appearance of good that deceived everyone that you ever talked to. That it wasn't actually the full reality of the kingdom. There was some partial truths in there, but it wasn't the full blueprint. It's mostly confusing. That's why you deal with continuous confusion of people coming out of the charismatic church, the most confused people in the world. Because how can I feel the anointing, speak in tongues, and then be cut off from all this other stuff of the kingdom and be so confused all the time and still deal with such tremendous spiritual warfare, still deal with all these problems? It's because you don't have the full blueprint. We're going to bring the full blueprint so there's no more confusion amongst Christians. One temple, one spirit, 
Not 30 million different spirits telling you it's God. One river. The river is the Holy Spirit, and there's no other spirit that brings unity except the river of life from our one Father. And it will just massacre all the divisions, all the jealousy, all the strife. You couldn't be jealous or envious if you wanted to if you're in the water temple. It's not possible because you're sanctified from all that filth. Jealousy and envy is what keeps people outside the kingdom as immature, technon babies in Christ. That they're still in comparisons looking at the natural dimension because they don't believe the Father has a spring with their name on it. They don't know Him yet. You have to know Him in your own heart, otherwise you'll be jealous of those who do. And you see that continuously, even now, amongst the most mature Christians on the planet. You see it amongst leaders. There are very few Christian leaders that are not that are not insecure, that have security in living waters, because they feel threatened by other ministries. When you're in Ezekiel 47, you'll forget about all that crap, because you know you are rock solid in the Word, in the water, in the kingdom, in the Father, with all the angels backing you up, and it will confirm everything to you. You need confirmation? Test the Spirit, please. Test the fruit, please. Every moment of the day, test it until you're drunk on it. Test it until you're so pieced out, you never stress about anything ever again. Until there's not even a drop of envy and not a drop of strife. Strife is actually murder. Strife is the remnants of Cain and his jealousy of Abel. It's not a minor thing. I'm murdered by Christians every day of ministry for 13 years. It never ceases to amaze me how much sin and evil and fallen angel activity is in God's covenant people. We're here to wash it all away. We're going to perfect this bride without spot and wrinkle, and she's going to love every member in particular of the body perfectly without jealousy because the living water is so sweet that there's more than enough to bless everyone with all the rewards that have been stored up for us in the heavens. Every good and perfect gift will come down from the Father of lights, which is stars, upon all flesh. And there will be more than enough. Listen, we've been so robbed the last 6,000 years in our generations, in our bloodlines, and in our genealogies, this is the time now that it rains from the skies and the angels start delivering it to your houses, to your families, blessing upon blessing, stuff you don't deserve, stuff you didn't earn, stuff from your bloodlines that was stolen. I mean, we have been slaves under the fallen angels, under the seven stars, under time, under the twelve constellations, under the throne of Satan for 6,000 years. And now we're maturing to the place where we take it all back called the restoration of all things. It's true. Right now, you are at the point in history where everything in the 12 stars, the 12 constellations, everything in the 7 stars in our solar system, and everything in the earth, in the springs of the bowels of the earth, will release everything that's been stolen from you and your generations back to your souls undeservingly, simply because you're living in this day. That's how good God is. That's the promise of the seventh day rest. You can't work for it. All you got to do is receive it like Christmas every single day. That's why we've had a Christmas tree up for 10 years in our second floor. Never took it down. Because every good and perfect gift comes down. It's Christmas every day. From the Father of stars, the Father of angels, the Father of solar systems, the Father of constellations. Amen. These stars worship God. That's written in Psalms 19. We'll end with this. 
For the pure and shining one, a poem of praise by King David, his loving servant. God's splendor is a tale that is told. His testament is written in the stars. Space itself speaks his story every day. And we call this one the love of Mercury because Wednesday, right now today, was named after the planet Mercury. And there is an inheritance from Mercury that's been stolen from every Wednesday. People have worked in slavery in the curse being released right now upon your souls in Jesus' name. His truth is on tour in the starry vault of the sky. The vault of the sky. He's releasing the vault, the treasures of the sky, of everything that's been stolen by the fallen angels in the imprisonment of the death of time. Hallelujah. Showing his skill in creation's craftsmanship. Each day gushes out its message to the next, night with night whispering its knowledge to all, without a sound, without a word, without a voice being heard. Yet all the world can see its story. Everywhere its gospel is clearly read so all may know. What a heavenly home God has set for the sun, shining in the superdome of the sky. See how he leaves his celestial chamber each morning, radiant as a bridegroom, ready for his wedding, like a daybreak champion eager to run his course he rises on one horizon completing his circuit on the other warming lives and lands with his heat removing the curse of the fall from all flesh bones blood brains and marrow in the name of Jesus Christ give a donation to Red Letter Ministries at redletterman.com and we'll see you tomorrow amen